0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we are talking about Sorry
1: to Bother You. Yeah. That movie. (laughs) I, I am fresh out of that movie. I just got out of this movie. It is midnight over here on the East Coast, and this is the best time for me to record this podcast about this absolutely bonkers movie.
0: Um, yeah, because it's it's uh it's definitely crazy. I saw it on Saturday, so uh, it's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you have not seen this movie, you should not be listening to this podcast. Um, no, I would recommend that you do see this movie. Um, uh, if you're feeling like getting a trip. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so before we start talking about the movie, I would just like to. Uh, Again, announce that we did in our last uh, podcast, our Ant-Man podcast, but Emily and I are going to Comic-Con this coming weekend, and we would really like to come, like, meet you people who would possibly be in Comic-Con or uh, San Diego residence. Um, So we're going to be at the Blarney Stone Pub in the San Diego Gaslamp Corridor on Saturday, July 21st at 7.30 p.m. So... If anybody's down to meet us, we'd love to meet some listeners. That would be awesome. Yeah, um, we would we'd love to see some of you. So uh, show on up. We'll have a beer. Yeah, we will. <laughs> um, and it's also exciting because we are also going to Comic-Con this weekend, but we're also just this morning, um, th- or bright and early this morning, we got tickets to New York Comic-Con, which is really exciting. Um, we honestly don't know what to expect Uh, But it should be extra fun. So I'm really excited for Emily to come out and see me for that.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited. I have never been to New York, so this will be super awesome.
1: And I heard October is, like, the best time to visit. (laughs) It's definitely going to be really nice here. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Other things I have to say that some weird shit happened to me on my way to see this movie. Um, Kind of bookending it in a weird palindromic situation that mirrored the movie in a weird way. Um, Hmm. So I I went on a bus today and I was wearing this, like, pretty green, like, kind of sweater top that I had just bought at Primark when I was in Boston. So I was taking the bus back from Boston and I got home, like, I got off the, the bus at 42nd Street, came home, you know, changed it into something a little bit more comfortable, but still had this, like, green thing on. And I took the train down. I'm taking the one train down. I'm, like, you know, hair's up. I'm excited to see this movie. Uh, I was gonna go down and get some pokey at this pokey place that's, like, pretty close to the theater. And then I was gonna take the pokey in and just eat it. Like, because we do that. We, like, sneak food in the theaters and eat them. So, hmm I, I got this pokey, which was way too expensive for how much it was, but that's okay. And I'm like happy, I'm walking down the street. Before I got there, I was taking the train, and I noticed that I, I was sitting in the seat, and I was, you know, when you're on the train, you don't have anything other to do to, than just look around you at what's going on. And there's this guy, you know, there's a lot of homeless people usually on the train, and I see this man, like, laying down a few seats next to me, and he's got, like, this, like, shirt on top of his head. It's like a blouse or something and he's covering his head with it. And on the floor next to him are like dozens of like butterscotch candies and cigarettes. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, "Okay, that's weird." It's like all around this guy. And so I get off the train and I get my pokey and I'm walking to the theater and I get my tickets with my movie pass and The guy, and I'm, like, hoping that they won't bother me about my bag of Pokey. And the guy who was, like, checking my tickets looked at me and just, like, could not stop staring at me. He was just like, your eyes, they're so beautiful. Like, they're so green. And I was like, well, thanks, but it's, you know, it's because I'm wearing this green sweater. He just was, like, enamored with me. You know, I was like, okay, thank you. Yes. And I, but I got my Pokey in. And I go in the so, theater. Well, so he actually he actually said like your eyes are beautiful and just you just like was staring at me like you just like could not stop staring at me. And I was like, you know, dude, it's just because I'm wearing this this like sweater that look like makes my green eyes pop. You know, um, yeah, it's just I was like taking it like I wasn't like weirded out by this guy. I mean, happens sometimes. Um, so. <laughs> He did that, and I was like, well, that's good, because he didn't notice that I have, like, a Poke Bowl that I'm going to go eat in this theater. And it was like, there was reclining tra- chairs, and when I had gotten my ticket, there was, like, hardly any seats left. I mean, this was, like, a real packed theater at, like, 8.45 really? at night. Yeah, it was crazy. I only crazy. had, like, six people in my theater. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, New York people... I, I mean, I, the reactions to this movie with a full theater, I mean... That was not something to miss. So I see this movie, and then when I'm coming home, you know, I'm just like thinking about this movie. I get on the train, and mind you, I had come on the downtown train, and I'm going on the uptown train, and I have to wait for it to come. I get in the in the car, and I sit in the, and I think to myself, oh, I'm sitting in the same exact seat that I sat in when I came down here earlier, you know, for the movie, and I realize I'm looking around. I see the same exact ads, and I look to my right, and it's the same exact homeless guy with all the butterscotch things on the ground, and, like, he's sitting there, and this is an uptown train. This is not a downtown train. Like, I'd come on the same exact train down to the movies and then up to the movies. Like, I don't know how the, how much they recycle the trains, but, like, they must have been flowing this one, like, back up and downtown, like over and over again, but, like, the chances that I would get on the same car with the same person, like, it just was like, what? Like, that doesn't happen. I sat in the same seat hmm. after after seeing this crazy fucking movie, you know? Yeah. That's weird. That's a weird coincidence. Yeah, they must they must recycle the trains. But hmm. still, I was like, what are the chances of that? I mean, it's not like It's super cosmic or anything, but this movie is so surrealist and, like, absurd. So, like, after watching this movie and something like that happened to me, it's just kind of, like, this weird—but also, when I was leaving the theater, the guy stopped me again. He was, like, obsessed with my eyes, and he was like, I just, like, feel like I have to take a picture of you, but that would be weird. I'm like, yeah, sorry, dude. Like, it's a little bit weird. That would be weird. Oh my god! <laughs> I know it was just so odd. I mean, he wasn't even like my age. Like he had to be like forty. You know, like it was just. I mean, I, ha- I mean, I, it's not so weird, but like he was like in just he like had to stop me to tell me again when I was leaving. I mean, well, yeah, the fir- the first time, sure, because he's just like is landing
0: on your eyes for the first time, and 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 you know, he's just very very enamored by them but then to to be that obsessive to then stop you again I don't know that's
1: he was nice about it and everything and it's not like it it was just like within like he's a worker at this movie theater so yeah I mean it just it was I didn't get like weird vibes from him or anything I'm not saying like I felt weird around him I just thought that it was just funny that he's taught me twice (laughs) yeah it is funny odd things happen in this city a lot um so sorry to bother you.
0: Sorry to bother you. Where to even start? <laughs> I guess uh Okay, so judging by the I I was trying to I was trying to understand like kind of the time period of, about this, but it was like an alternate an alternate universe almost, an alternate present universe. Yeah, an alternate present universe of 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 Oakland. Yeah, in Oakland. Yeah, and it it starts off like pretty standard, like, it kinda, like I kind of like, I guess let's start off with like initial initial thoughts or, or like what what we thought what, it was going
1: to be. What we thought it was going to be because okay. this was not what I thought it was going to be. Um, I did think it was going to be very stylized. Yeah, uh, definitely with th- this fun editing, which is what. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of crossfading. There's a lot of weird um, rhythms of speech, and like very bright colors, very like flashy things. I thought, okay, that's what this movie's gonna be, and it was a little bit more like it was more absurd than I expected it to be.
0: Well, yeah, it definitely kept like. Amplifying as the movie went on. Oh like, yeah! Like it just it just kind of started off being a little crazy, uh, but just just very incrementally, and then it just immediately went it to just like
1: got balls to the wall insane.
0: Yes, very much insane. Like I I, I knew some crazy stuff was going to happen once he got up to, uh, once he got promoted because you know there's there's a guy with an eye patch who who's like promoted that so some crazy shit's got to happen up there, but. <laughs> You know, I thought it was going to be just, like... Really eccentric.
1: But it wasn't yeah. just really eccentric. You know, it drugs, was, crime, uh, yeah.
0: maybe just, like, just some, you know, some some everyday drugs. Some everyday crime. Right. Not like... Right,
1: right, <laughs> not, right. not Not like, like this. this. Not so... Not fit. like this. Not like this. Well, you know what? Uh, we got We got glimpses into this absurd world, of course, like, right in the beginning, you know, with these, these television shows, one of them being the one where they beat you up and the other yeah, one being I got, like...
0: I got, like, g- the shit kicked out of me or something. Mm-hmm. Whatever it's called.
1: Yeah. And then the other one just, being, like, the... the the commercials for this, um... The worry-free. Worry-free lifestyle where you're basically a slave. Yeah, the... well, the... yeah, the...
0: when it's first marketed, it's kind of... it's, it's more marketed more towards... Like, you're- you're given a job. You're given a place to stay. You're given food. You're basically given all the necessities of life, and you do not need to worry about having to find or- or need these things. But then- but then scandals start- start, uh, getting released of, on the news and stuff about- about, yes, this is basically modern-day slavery.
1: Yeah. I mean, it seemed like that in the first place. I mean- it is a satire I mean, of, like, everyday life, I think. It's, it's a... Like, yeah. So, when you're watching this, you're like, okay, th- these people look like they're minions, and they just do, like, basic work, you know. And... Yeah. It seems that, like, it is about this man who does have a, a similarly, like, basic job in which he has to call people... To get them to buy encyclopedias or something. Um, yeah, uh,
0: we're never entirely sure what the people are buying. In the and until until you get promoted, until you get promoted, the uh, the stuff the stuff that you're trying to sell when you first. I I don't think he ever states anything that they're buying.
1: No, I think it's like encyclopedias because he's talking to one of the guys and he's like using his white man voice and he's saying um you know over there if you have a date over she looks over and sees all those encyclopedias she's gonna think you're a genius or something okay Unless and the voice the white man voice is Patton Oswald. um yes who does all the white man voice cause he also does Mr. Blank's white voice as well I thought they
0: sounded familiar, and then, but um, but, uh, Danny Glover, uh, Langston's voice is a uh, Steve Buscemi. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then Lily James oh, does Detroit's no, no, no. white
0: British voice. <laughs> no, Pat Oswalt is just Mr. Blank's white voice. David yeah. Cross
1: is Cassius's white voice. Oh, okay. They just sound so similar.
0: You're they right. They do. They Patton really Oswalt do.
1: Oswald is, is the. Yes, you're right. They just have such similar voices.
0: And then Lily James is, yeah. <laughs> is Detroit's white British voice. Oh, wait. Detroit had one? I yeah, I remember. remember that.
1: No, when she was doing her performance where she had the people That's throwing right. the blood on her and stuff. Um, you know, to me, that whole her being like this high art bitch with her accent, I mean, it was pretty great.
0: And being being almost a high art, like and and a low art, because the because the the performance art of the sign sign twirling. I don't know, just seemed just seemed like something she just liked to do. It didn't seem like something she truly wanted to get anything out of.
1: And then like, like Squeeze was also really good at it too. And like, I love Squeeze. Squeeze was awesome. <laughs> I like wanted her to be with Squeeze in the end. I kind of did because you know at first,
0: so I guess uh do we want to talk about characters? I kind of want to talk about uh Cassius, okay, yeah so he's he's kind of just like a a boring average joe kind of character, like he's very mm-hmm. he's very negative and he he's uh um, very depressed because he, like, doesn't know what he wants to do with his life, and, you know, he has this very artistic, like, intriguing girlfriend who seems to know what she, what she wants to do and what she likes to do, and, and she loves whatever it is that she's doing, and Cassius just, just wants to
1: survive, really. And I think he wants um, to provide for her a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think he does, and so, f- the picture that he had with the guy in the car, that was his dad, right? Or was that someone he looked up to or something? <sighs>
1: yeah i I don't remember, but the the picture kept changing depending on the choices he was making
0: yeah it the picture would definitely show um in w- within new positions whether he liked what Cassius was doing or not like at one point he was doing like a thumbs down mm-hmm. and and then he was like making a very happy like excited face like yeah so th- that was really cool and then Well, we're going to talk about Detroit's earrings when we get to Detroit. But, um, so, I kind of, I kind of like how they twisted around the, the white voice. Because I thought, first going into this movie, I thought that, you know, the second Cassius just gets his white voice, that he would, that he, that he would just be making sales. Like, like, because, because no one, like... I don't know what I'm trying to say. But the the way that... <laughs> the way that Langston described it, I liked how he described it. Like, you needed to not just be a white guy, but you needed to be a white guy who didn't care. Who had money. Who, like... Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then that's why Cassius would go into, okay, well, I, I really gotta get going. I have a squash game that I gotta get to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just adding all these really, like, frilly, stupid stuff to it uh, in order to make the sale. And... And I was curious, why would like Langston seemed to have his white voice down, but why wasn't he why wasn't he promoted? Maybe he I just still like he there still was, couldn't close?
1: There was just something about Cassius. And then like he just kept rising and through the ranks and even Army Hammer's character thought there's something about you and he's like, What the hell? Like what what makes me so special? You know. I okay. Yeah, because he
0: starts off the movie thinking that he's definitely not special. i thought
1: that he did an amazing job because his character goes through a lot of emotional shit like deciding to turn his back on his friends in order to go up the chain and watching him struggle with all of that and going through this like incredible transformation to become like even closer to his friends in the end and to know what he really wants to fight for. It's like a really weird thing, but like Lakeith Stanfield was amazing.
0: Super super amazing. And he and his character was completely like relatable as well because you know, if if you're really if you're living in a garage with with your girlfriend and you you're kind of like don't have a lot of cash I mean you'll kind of head into a, like a desperate to a desperate state of mind and you'll kind of do anything you can to
1: to make that money
0: because who's, who isn't thinking about money?
1: This movie was like so surrealist even from the start because of the way people would talk to each other it was just like they don't say things like they'll say things that you might hear in normal life but in such a jilted way, just such a weird way of speaking, you know, and yeah, the cadence of people's speaking. And, you know, so even from the start, you're like, this is just some wacko, like, this is like a performance art kind of film because it's just so weird, you know, that doesn't really have like a story. It does, but, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's like about all the stuff yeah. in it it's like about these people and living in this world and them yeah reacting to this world and the world reacting to them
0: yeah def- i completely agree with that the story in itself just wasn't the important part it was really looking at what the characters were doing and how they were interacting and even and even like just looking closely at the the companies that were sh- that were portrayed in this and kind of how they satirically and almost Almost pretty currently relate to a lot of companies and and the um like you know the fight to treat employees well and and you know still make money like I I could not imagine anyone who works off a commission that sounds awful like I yeah it's like salespeople I could never do that so like just props to you guys I can do that <laughs> and but you know people just want to live easy and so and this and this. Movie was very. It was very crazy at how the, the lengths that people would go to get this, and and I want to talk about that scene. I it was so funny. Some of these scenes when when uh, yeah, he it goes was funny. like like one of the first nights when he goes to uh, get some drinks with uh, Salvador, uh, Jermaine Fowler, yeah, and they're they're just like in this random bar. And that they've seemingly been to a lot and Cassius like sees the VIP area yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. And he's like he's like, How how long's that VIP area been there? And then Salvador's like, like like it's always been there. What are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah. And he goes in and there and he's like he's like uh, yeah, it's for VIPs and he's like, yeah, How what's do you the password? <laughs> Yeah, what what makes you a VIP? How do you get in there? And he's like, you just need to know the password. Uh, every week, it's like, what is it, upscale excellence or something? Yeah, and
1: that's the password.
0: Like, and yeah. So he goes
1: inside it, and it's like this hilarious like montage cramped, of, <laughs> of like this cramped space of like, these neon lights, and
0: there's just all these people. And they're just and this like music bumping and people just dancing so close to each other because this this is seriously a tiny ass room.
1: Yeah, it, well, that's and, how, the and, way it's shot, and so like people are yeah. on top of him and spilling their drinks on him and stuff, and it, it's just like, what? And then he like leaves. <laughs> yeah, he he goes like, what the fuck? And
0: then he like gets up and then leaves, and then he like sees he sees Salvador, and it's like,
1: that was dope. <laughs> like what? I, I thought it your and drinks spilled on you. It was or also something. funny, said... like that they the alcohol was like a big part of their lives, even though they have no money. Like he he like put 40 he's like i'll take 40 on number 2 for his car and it's like 40 cents like yeah. of gas and it, they and they still <laughs> go out and get drinks and yeah. but
0: but he's he's driving around everywhere in this smoking car like this car is constantly
1: smoking i mean it's just a piece of crap and you know just such a it's just such a weird it's just an absurd movie like everything is just absurd like all of i mean can we talk about tessa thompson's character now detroit yes let's definitely talk
0: about okay talk about
1: detroit a a lot of her is what she's wearing i mean it is like a lot of her entire situation i want that pair of
0: of black platforms that she wears at one point they're so cool they're really tall Gosh, I want those! Oh my god, they're so fucking awesome.
1: She like made her own earrings because she's an artist, and they were all just like s- phrases and sayings, like you know, "murder, murder, kill, kill, kill." Like uh, another one yeah. was, uh, "Tell Homeland Security we we're a bomb." That was one of them. Yes, and uh, she had the the guy sitting in the electric chair ones. Yeah, yeah, they were like gold men, and then camera, like, zoomed in on them, look kind of, like, dreamlike, and then it crossfaded to something else. There was, like, a lot of crossfades in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, and
0: I was kind of trying to see if things... if things kind of lined up with each other. Like, you know, what... why was she wearing... why was she wearing those earrings that day? Like, I was trying to... trying to see if they had a purpose uh, to what was happening in either that scene or whatever happened that day. And I... I couldn't find anything, but it it seemed like after, after she got the electric chair ones, it seemed like that's when a lot of the uh, news reports were getting out that Worry Free was like a, was like a slave uh, company. And like, that's when kind of things started going crazy from there.
1: Yeah. I mean, she was cool because it seemed like her character was very sure of herself and her choices. And she also was, she liked the way that Cassius was as he was himself. Like, you know, she was her own, like, um, successful way. And, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I liked her character a lot. Um, And her... Yeah, her art was... uh, I I did like her sign twirling, because she would... She'd put, like glitter on her face and she'd mm-hmm. wear like these very like fancy fancy like hip outfits and she'd just be out there twirling like and her signs wouldn't say like a company on them. I I, I think she just made the sign and she would stand on this corner and just sign twirl for, for no uh, for no actual company. Yeah, I I don't know. Right? Because one of her signs just said signs. Yeah, but then she was and standing then, next to a store that said signs though.
1: Did it? Yeah.
0: I, I I was looking at the at the thing behind her. And then what did it say before? She had another sign before. It oh, said I like, don't remember that one. Said like only on it or something.
1: Yeah, just you know stuff like that doesn't really make any sense. And uh, so let we get to like I mean I love Steven Yeun in there like trying to start this like you know actual riot situation. Basically like not a riot but like a a strike. A union. Uh, yeah, a union. And he had done yeah, that And, and that's previously. what he does. He, yeah. Yeah. He he applies to work at jobs that he knows are bad,
0: and then he kind of starts uh, strikes and unions within them to to then make the companies better for all their employees, which is super awesome. And,
1: yeah.
0: And I liked him a lot. I, I definitely think that him and Detroit were super cute together, but, you know, she loves... She loves Cassius.
1: Well, also, I liked what he said at the end when they were in, like, the cafe. He was like, if people don't realize that things are wrong, they'll just accept them as they are, you know? Yeah. Instead of fighting, they'll just, like, be like, well, that's the way it is. And, you know, I thought that was kind of a nice thing to say because it seems that people just settle like and we do this where we just think well that's the way it is and nothing's going to change but the only way yeah, for things to change no way is to change it the only yeah. way for things to change is to fight for it so but there was a lot of messages in this movie like i think it was a yeah, little bit definitely messy mirroring. wait what i thought it was a bit bit too like too much stuff going on like sometimes there was a lot of messages just being thrown at it and you're like this could have been a little bit more on the nose and it was just kind of like a little bit wild you know like like what do you have do you have an example of, some, of one of them well like the strikes stuff going on with like the cola hitting his head like they're talking about like people dressing up as a person you know that's just a problem in the, in itself and then you've got, like, you know, like I I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot going on that... Too many different messages about working and then also being black and then also, like, being in the art world and, you know? Yeah, it it definitely covered a lot of bases,
0: but I've, a lot of the stuff that it did kind of focus on, I, th- I thought hit it pretty well on the nose. I mean... Yeah, the, the artistic stuff was... I mean, and that could honestly just be me not understanding art in really any way. But... Um, but with... Especially with the strike and when he got hit in the head with the Coca-Cola can and how it became this huge, like, viral thing and people were uh, dressing up as him, like, mm-hmm. a taping Coke cans to it. Like, that totally sounds exactly like today's culture. I mean, we turn some, like... A horrible situation into a funny viral video or meme and and then it, it kind of distracts people from kind of the more serious stuff like because cash yeah. was the one that got hit in the head with the can yeah and because he was trying to uh he was trying to uh show that video of worry free to show that it was truly an evil company no one could see past that he was the bitch take this cola can guy like what, what was it what was his title it was like yeah like it, it was like it was like to have some cola bitch or something like i don't even know yeah but yeah. um it which which i thought was was right on the nose with with what today's like t- social media news mm-hmm. just how how people react to things and then again like ignoring stuff like they're they're too busy freaking out that this is the guy that got hit in the head with a coca-cola can yeah, or whatever, a, and then he goes can. up on
1: he goes on that beat up show in order to show what he had found out about the horse people. Yeah, within worry free. <laughs> so yeah, like, I mean, okay, like, can we talk about uh, that entire party scene from start to finish because it is one of the most wacko parts of this movie, and it was just awkward. Like, just <laughs> the whole, the whole Army. thing is awkward. The whole oh. party. But Armie Hammer did, like, such a good job. Yeah, though. he really did. And I saw him this week when he was on... He was in a, a show, because he's doing this play called Straight White Men right now on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. it's about white men privilege, basically. And mm-hmm. it, it really kind of goes in line with this movie, because he's similarly, like, a character... <laughs> who has a lot of privilege, who can't even see what he's doing is wrong. Like at all. Like you you saw it in his face that what he thought what he was doing was a hundred percent okay. Like he was not even
0: questioning this at all. <laughs> yeah, it and and again, like his his thought process went from like a seem I mean not even like a seemingly okay idea, because again, like worry free it there were definitely problems with the contract in general of what the people had to, like, basically sign up for. But then, but then to take it, like, a thousand percent, like, further and be like, okay, well, you know, people need jobs, but, you know, people are weak, and they need more strength, and they need to be able to just follow directions and not get
1: angry. Let's just turn them into half-human, half-horse mutant people. I know. It was like, just that step that I thought I was not surprised to see. Because it was already going in such a weird direction that when it turned out that the horse people, you know, that he had, like, actually been experimenting on people, I was like, oh, well, this guy's already insane. So it it's just, like, another step in the direction of making people into actual horses. Well, yeah, um, well,
0: but when Cassius first saw them, he had just done that huge spiral of coke, and so yeah, I thought that... Yeah. I thought that that was just in his head, so I was like, "Oh, and, like what's he
1: seeing?" And but then, <laughs> but that oh, was my. real. That's what I thought too, and and it turns out that he he was basically becoming a horse, and like it just took him a little bit longer to to become the horse. I guess I, I guess it's a very slow process to turn a person into a horse. I mean, um, just one of the horses was. um uh Forrest Whitaker. Oh really? That's what it
0: says. Was was he the main one that was saying like I'm hurting or something? Or no, or was he was he the one that showed up to the uh to the strike, the
1: fight? I think he's the one who showed up and he was like, I'm from Oakland. Talk to me like a normal oh, yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, Demarius. Demar- Demari Demarius. It's just like they were scary like pretty scary, but I like that it didn't play up how scary they were. They were just, like, you know, kind of just weird looking. Yeah,
0: they're just a little shocking at first. Kind of like, uh, what's, uh, the end of the world where, like, uh, Satan shows up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's, that's kind of, that's kind of, like, first thoughts of them. But then, but then they're just, they're just, they're just human I know, but, like, I feel like
1: I'm gonna have really weird dreams tonight because I've been listening to all these murder podcasts for, like, the past couple days. Oh, goodness. And, like, ghosts podcasts. Emily, this was not... My brain is, like, not... Just not in a good place right now. You need to put on
0: something happy before you go to bed. You need to put on, like... I
1: think I do because this movie was, like... Put on, like, a
0: 30-minute Family Guy or something or, you know, you need a... (laughs) Yeah, I need to, like, flush
1: my brain with something easy to watch because it's been just, like, a lot of difficult stuff for, like, the past, like, you know, a couple days. And so... Yeah. I just can't even... Like, this movie was, like, the tip of the iceberg in terms of, like, the crazy shit that I've been, like, going through for, like... It's just... It's not like I'm really going through a lot. It's just, like, this surrealist kind of situation where I feel like I'm... And it's very hot. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's like the heat being can aggravated, you. and everything is like a little bit heightened
0: right now. Yeah the uh, the heat the heat does does some shit to
1: you, man. It's, yeah, uh, um, it's it, not, you know. It's not I did good. laugh a lot in this movie. I thought it was like definitely enjoyable, and I'm glad that the tone and it ended well, and that the tone was like pretty fun most of the time, you know? It didn't really get like extremely serious. It just kind of was like this is kind of going out of control. Yeah, definitely just a chaotic
0: kind of like what's going to happen next like, but you didn't really feel like anything bad was going to happen. Like you knew you knew the things would get figured out by the end. I mean,
1: it's it's just such a wild movie. I I mean, I don't know if I I don't know if I could handle watching this like a second time. Ever like it's, it's just wild. I don't know. I'd probably watch it
0: again. Well, i if, I, I I feel like there was some stuff like maybe because I was constantly watching people in the background, like just uh-huh. to see if something would happen. Yeah, because just a lot of stuff that even even if they weren't truly focusing on it, well, no, because e- even if there was, if stuff was happening in the background, they made you aware of it by focusing on it. Like when they right. were. When they were eating, you probably wouldn't have first noticed the the line of kids with the uh, with the afro wigs on and the cans taped to their head until they actually like focused on them. But yeah,
1: I I also I liked that scene where they like there there was a good scene in the in the party where army hammers like sitting in his study. And there's all of these people around him. And it's, like, all these white people and, like, these girls laying on him. and It's just, like, there's, like, 35 people in there. And they're all, like, staring at Cassius.
0: Yeah, right right before Army asks him to just tell them something exciting. <laughs> and, like,
1: he's like, you can rap because you're a black man from Oakland. You can oh, rap. God. And he's like, no, I really can't. Like, I can listen to it, but I can't do it. And they're like you know, and then he just ends up going up there, and he can't rap, and he just says the N-word over and over and over again to the beat, and they, like, yeah just repeat it back to him, and that's his tactic. And
0: and Arby's face during that whole scene, like, I I couldn't tell if he was, like, proud, or intrigued, or a little disappointed, because his face kept changing, like, at first he was like... Like what is this guy doing? He's not rapping. And then, but then he was like, "But this guy's got it. <laughs> like he, he like knows to... what to do."
1: And like I figured yeah. that Cassius would f- figure something out because he's smart. Um. And oh, and when he was first doing the
0: another like stylistic thing that I really liked was when he was first calling people. He would his desk would. Like drop, oh like, yeah, into like the into space. their homes, yeah, yes, like yeah. right in front of them. That was cool, and and I loved it, especially when he got promoted and he was and his like chair that he was sitting in like dropped right in front of that guy who was on the toilet like using the bidet, yeah, and yeah. and he was just like right in his face, like talking to him, trying to get him to try to sell this guy, uh, whatever it was, people, workers, uh, horse mutants, I don't know, but it's just super cool, uh
1: super cool idea. I really like that a lot. So it got an 80 meta score, uh, which is, I think, pretty good. I think that that pretty accurately describes this movie. It's pretty... It's yeah, a, I think It's so. a good movie. Like, I'm not gonna say it's not a good movie. It's just... It's a weird movie. Not for the faint of heart. <laughs> I mean... It, I mean... There were these older people behind me that were making these hilarious comments, like... Like what? They just were not having it. They they were so what? confused. They they were oh. just like why is he doing so, 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 that? What is going on with like the whole oh my time.
0: god that, that sounds like my mother. <laughs> this, oh my gosh. Sometimes you're just supposed to be confused. Just yeah, just enjoy yeah. it. Just take it.
1: Just I, take it in I, I think that's what confused. I did like about it. Um So, let me read some of the some of the low ones and then some of the high ones. So, Sure. Green International gave it a 50. Riley so wants to make strong criticisms about everything, from racial stereotyping to corporate greed, that he forgets the need for a real person to root for at the story's core. I wouldn't say that, because I think that Cassius is a pretty cool character.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he was acting out of desperation, I, and I was definitely rooting for him to to make the right decision, like, to not work for the horrible company, and... You know, go back to his friends and help, help make things better for everyone, not just himself. Um, so I, it, it was definitely kind of like an inverted rooting. Like you were not rooting for them to win; you were kind of rooting for them to, to not win and just make the right decision.
1: The Guardian gave it a sixty. It says despite being about serious matters, labor relations, systemic oppression, racial micro- microaggressions. Sorry to bother you. Is this slight and raggedy? But when it leans into its surreal midnight movie instincts, it proves engaging and amusing.
0: There you go. Midnight movie instincts.
1: Yeah. And then um, The 90 is from New York Magazine which i think is pretty good it says a pro-union anti-corporate race-conscious silicon valley side-eyeing tale of one man's journey through the late capitalist nightmare of an alternative present version of oakland sorry to bother you's greatest asset is the strength of its conviction and how far it's willing to go to make sure it stays burned in your brain that's for sure oh yeah that's definitely i am not going to forget about this movie it is like bizarre no, definitely not. And and considering what what this guy has directed, like this is what his second movie, and yeah. this is really good. It is. It's definitely a really well made movie. I really liked the way it was shot. I loved all of the acting and all of the characters and the the colors. I mean, all of it was just very intriguing. And I loved
0: the the soundtrack. Some of the songs. Oh, were amazing! Like super yeah, awesome. amazing soundtrack. Yeah. Which, uh, I think, uh, the people who did the soundtrack for Sorry to Bother You did the same for Superbad, or at least they, they worked on Superbad.
1: Yeah, like, he did the... a lot of work on soundtracks. I think he's a, a writer of, of music and stuff, too. And I think it was also produced by Forrest Whitaker. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it definitely has, like, a lot of, a lot of good things behind it, and it premiered I think at it was at South by Southwest this year because I remember Army Hammer was there um it's just so this character that Army Hammer plays is, is just so funny like the way he talks to him is he just is like nothing's wrong nothing's wrong and it's like yes everything's wrong like
0: it, yeah uh, Ar- army was really fun to watch like especially when <laughs> But he was trying to get him to watch this video. He's like, he's like, everything
1: right? The animated will make video, because yeah. It, it was, was like so the fun. weirdest the second, video.
0: Yes, and, and the, uh, just and not to mention the second that Cassius gets out of the of the olive green door, not the jade door, the olive green door. <laughs> to, from seeing the the horse mutants, he he just like runs into Army Hammer, like just panting and like freaking out. And, and Army's like, dude, this was not the jade door.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and he's so... like, watch the video, it'll make sense. And he, like, watches it and he's like, this is fucked up, like... Not even with this this video does this make sense. Yeah, like it, you should have you should have watched this video and then and then
0: you it would have made sense once you saw the horse people. And he's like, <laughs> "What are you talking about?"
1: It's like, it "You'll so see. Funny. This is why we need them. Like, look it. it's it's all gonna be fine. We need you to become their Martin Luther King. Like that whole entire conversation. Like, I <laughs> there was a lot and of." Just...
0: <laughs> and, and and probably one of my favorite lines in the movie was just was Army was like, yeah, "Please please finish watching it." It's the, this this video is very well produced. And
1: just... Yeah, it's like this really <laughs> shitty, like claymation, claymation, like, just really really <laughs> shitty claymation.
0: So horrible, <laughs> so funny. I just it's oh like got God. all these, and
1: then like the narrator is like this this like. A Neanderthal woman. woman. Like, this, like... Yeah. This cave woman.
0: Yeah. It's just... It's just... Oh, my gosh. I... Ugh, yeah,
1: something. I'm not gonna be able to sleep. This This movie just... With the murder podcasts and this movie and then... Me having this very surrealist experience today, <gasps> I... Rosario Dawson is the voice in the elevator! The elevator voice! The
0: elevator! Okay, we need to talk about the
1: elevator. I don't have anything to say about the elevator.
0: <laughs> oh, come on, it was so funny. It was funny. It was funny. This, uh... <laughs> this elevator just made some very... Very funny remarks to people as they were heading... Heading up, like, the... The, oh my god! And the code to, to make the elevator go. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my gosh! Was I love? I feel I love like that they perfectly lady. like lengthen things out. Yeah. Like with the yeah, the manager was so funny. She was she, was. she was really good. But she was typing in, oh my gosh! And then during their pep talk, and oh my god, uh, bug bug was in it. Oh yeah, from <laughs> from Sensei. And from Sensei, yeah, yeah. Oh. And he just his he. He obviously did some bad things before he got the job. It's I so did cute. love
1: that montage where he was doing really well, and and so every time he would, so they would, kept f- high fiving. Johnny would like high five him, and he'd be in different outfits. Like the two of them would be like wearing different things and like doing other positions of high fives and like, like and like hugging each other and bothering and just... everybody around them. Like so clearly. <laughs> Yes, I mean, and then he's just like, "Okay, I should probably get back to work," you know. And it's just like <laughs>
0: that whole yeah, because they, they would do this every time that they got and 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 on one of his first calls before he started like dropping into people's houses that that ho- that like paper fiasco that was happening behind oh, him oh, yeah. in that room
1: with like, like the, the printer, printer was like blowing up or something and so it was, all... like spitting
0: out paper and the guys were just like, ah, "What's happening?" They're like frantically like try to pick up the paper oh my gosh
1: yeah yeah there's a lot of like visual things like that's an outside thing that you see what's going on in his head is some kind of crazy messy turmoil it's also happening behind him you know like a visual way of showing what's going on and how he feels yeah and and also just how
0: just how horrible it can be to just to just stick to the script because he had called someone and, you know, he was going to try and sell her these encyclopedias. And she's like, we don't have any money. My husband is in the hospital and we have no money. And he's just like, oh my God, what do I do?
1: Yeah. I mean, that was the most mundane situation for this character to go through. And then just everything else is just hilarious. Like... Yeah. yeah, and then just kind of how, just how people would pop
0: up places. Like, when, when Detroit was working at the place, too, I was just like, what are you, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> why, why aren't you out, out twirling your signs? Maybe, maybe because she, um, she and Squeeze had been talking and maybe he told her what, what, what he was going to try and do. So maybe she, because the place that they would hire
1: anyone. Yeah, it, um... Yeah, this was a this was some wild movie, and um, I don't really have much else to say about it. So I guess you can email us if you have anything to say about this movie that we didn't bring up. Um, yeah let us let us know what you thought. Email us would... at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail dot com or allbythepopcorn at gmail dot com.
0: Uh you can find us on our social media, uh, Facebook, just search all by the popcorn. You can like our page, get notifications of when we uh upload new episodes and Twitter. The handle is at by the popcorn and on Instagram, uh our handle is All by the Popcorn Podcast. Yep, The whole the whole thing. Yep. All right. All right. And um Um and I think this will be the, the last episode we do till after Comic-Con, so we will hopefully see some of you there, and we will talk to you guys once we get back.
1: Yeah, very exciting. Super exciting. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye! Bye.